what's going on? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Card Progression Podcast, sponsored by Dark Fusion System, the best custom computing for your gaming creative experience. And yeah, you want to know how good they are? Ryan Kirby from Fit for a King uses them. That's how good they are. You can get $100 off your entire build. Use the code CPPOD throughout the checkout process. So go make sure you check them out. Link description of the podcast below. Put that code in there. You get $100 off your entire build. Oh, yeah. Now it's a feature presentation. We have Lilac on the podcast with Elise and Oscar. They're currently on tour with Pop Evil and Fame on Fire. So we talk about the tour, how they're making connections with generations of fans, especially younger ones, taking that to heart and how their style of attacking music really focuses in on telling a story from two different perspectives and how powerful that is. Oh yeah, you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. If you like a band that like just to blend genres like crazy, go nuts, have a blast, blend stuff like hard rock, hip-hop, electronica, alternative. Think of like mixing, you know, Linkin Park, Evanescence, and even more stuff all rolled into one. I think we found the band for you. I've been keeping tabs of them, and currently they're out on tour with Fame on Fire and Pop Evil. So if you get a chance to go out and check them out, not only on this tour, but going forward, I suggest you do. So please welcome Elise and Oscar from the band Lilac to the podcast. So both of you, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. And I hope I pronounced that right because I was looking for the pronunciation of it with the way you guys spell. I'm like, I just hope I get it right and I hope I don't mess it up. (laughs) (laughs) But I hit it. Woo! Alrighty. So first things first, I know you both are out on tour with Fame on Fire and Pop Evil right now. Just how has everything with this tour been going? Because it's a pretty big tour to get going in on, especially towards the end of 2023. Oh, man. So, I mean, we just got off a tour with Atreyu not too long ago. And then right after that, we went uh, to Vegas for six weeks. Uh, we just recorded um, new music with Kane Churko, who's recorded music for like In This Moment and Five Finger Death Punch and Disturbed and Ozzy. And so like we we were out in Vegas for six weeks and then we got home for like it barely even felt like like not even a week like a couple weeks <laughs> and now we're back on the road again all of our previous tours have always been like west coast very west coast uh but this one is actually like east coast which is kind of cool because we're from raleigh north carolina but we never really get to play east coast uh yet you know that too much and so this one actually goes through uh we started in arkansas but we've gone through like new jersey and baltimore and we're going to south carolina and house of blues in um in orlando back up uh and then we'll go over to the midwest so it's 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 gonna be a haul it's gonna be one hell of a haul, but it's got to feel good also at the same time where primarily most of your tours have been west of the Mississippi River, nowhere near home. And now to end 2023, you're able to kind of tap into that market on the East Coast again in the Midwest as well to really see what the band's reception is, especially in those areas where you might be more likely to be touring in the next year or so. So now that you've been touring, especially gotten get a little bit on the East Coast, what has the reception been like for you guys playing live, especially being on this tour? And for people that might not necessarily know who the band is or maybe just be going because they love Pop Evil or they love everything Fame on Fire is doing and they finally get to experience your music for the first time. So what's that reception been like? Dude, it's been absolutely amazing. Uh, And and exactly what you're saying, like we've had fans of Pop Evil and Fame on Fire come out and we were watching the generations come out, right? We're watching like parents bring out their kids, bring out their kids' friends and stuff like that. So um, it's been absolutely cool. Uh, On this tour, actually, we're playing all new music. So anyone who's ever seen us live or heard our recordings, 
is is hearing brand new stuff that no one else uh, is hearing. It's not released yet. It's all stuff that we worked on in Vegas. So it's been really cool to see what the next level of Lilac is looking out to this whole new crowd. You know what I mean? In the reception of um, essentially where we're looking to go, like you're saying, within the next year or two um, and how we're looking to evolve as a band. And it's been absolutely stellar. Um, like any tour, you know, it takes a couple days to really get in the rhythm of things, work out some kinks, uh, stop tripping over wires here and there, <laughs> which at least has an incredible story later. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the cool thing is, is that like I noticed that a lot of people know our Perfect Drug EP, which is awesome. Like there's so many people in the crowd that are singing along, which is absolutely insane. Um, so people are singing along, but then also like our new song that just came out, Crawl Space, we released that on October 13th. People are singing at the top of their lungs. Like they know this song, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, I, I love it. Like, uh, and people are like, following us now like so we had some people in new jersey love us so much that they ended up going to baltimore and we had people that were in the pennsylvania day that loved us so much that they went to jersey so like people are like actually like going to multiple strings of shows now all up and down the east coast because they just loved what they saw and they wanted to see it again so that's one of the beauties of like touring in the East Coast and the Midwest as well, because there's a good number of the cities and a good number of the markets that are so much more closely together just based on how large the size of the population is. So if you want to go and check out a couple of dates of a tour, you know, for us, it's not that hard. You can easily do it. I've done it plenty of times. Heck, I did it in October with the We Came as Romans tour. I saw it here in Milwaukee and then four days later, they're going to be in Chicago. And I'm like, I ain't missing that. So if there's bands, especially that we're getting into that we like, and we want to go see them again, if we have the chance to do it, especially as rock and metal fans, we're going to do that. And the fact that you're seeing that happen consistently now that you're seeing people that are traveling, you know, maybe an extra hundred miles or so just to go and see you perform once again, you know, you're absolutely hitting on that market. You know, you're hitting the certain nerve and a certain chord with these people that they want to come check you out. And they're going to be even more excited to see what happens when that new music gets released. The fact that you're playing a primarily stuff that not, not many people have ever really heard yet on this tour, you're going to get in a way of uh, what's the best way to put it. It's like a stress test for that music where it's like, okay, let's see what people are thinking about it. We're going to test it out here, test it out here, see what's going on with it. And if you're getting people to come to multiple dates for you, I'm pretty sure that's saying that this is going to go very, like really well. And going into 2024, just the positivity has to keep rolling. The amped upness, the energy it has to keep increasing, increasing and be like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. It, uh, it feels really great. It, it really does. Oh, yeah. Our, our, our energy on stage, I think, has really people in like because we're we're absolutely crazy so like cam like he'll climb light towers uh, like he so a lot of our um like everything is wireless like his his keyboard is wireless and he has like multiple like mini keyboards that he plays throughout the set that are also wireless all of us are wireless so we're constantly like we're head banging in people's faces we're moving we're pushing and pulling off of each other like oscar and i are very like combative on stage like i like fake throw my microphone like like i'm i'm like like i'm throwing a punch like toward him while i'm like spin like head banging so like we dance a lot um but, but yeah cam he'll climb the light towers and he'll headbang and play keyboard from up on top of the light tower he grabs his giant keyboard and he throws it above his head i mean we're we're so energetic with the crowd 
that it's I think it just like kind of punches people in the face you know like it, it like people just didn't expect the amount of energy that we bring um so like if you combine that with the rock songs and like you in rap and like I I got some crazy ass high notes in the set so like it's just I think just grabbing people by the balls man it's it's been insane so far <laughs> Grabbing people by the balls. I, I love the explanation of that, especially Whoa. because I'll say when, when I'm when I think about it specifically, I there's a lot of bands when I go and see them, especially for the first time, especially if I have no idea who they are. I mean, this is a live setting. What's going to get me into you is going to be how you perform on stage and how you're able to draw that crowd out, especially if you're an opening act and we're all here maybe to see the headliner, here to see maybe a different band that's on there. Because especially as the opener, it's not highly likely that everyone's going to be there to see you. That's just the way it is. But when they don't know who you are, you have a blank canvas. It's your first impression. I've seen bands go up on stage and it's like, okay, you know, they're there. They're playing their songs, but there's just there's just no real connection there. But if you're going up there and you're making it like a spectacle, basically, to watch you on stage where you've got Cam climbing on shit. Elise, you're almost punching Oscar in the face, you know, not fully yet, unless there's an accent that happens somewhere down the line, which, of course, then, you know, everyone in the crowd's going to be like, let's start having some fun. Let's all do it to each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's stuff like that, especially when I'm thinking about it, when I see bands that are opening or that I've seen for the first time, I have no idea who they are, and stuff like that happens, it clicks in my brain. It's something I want to remember because the energy is there, the fun is there, and it makes me want to get to know more about you guys. Want makes me want to get to know more about who you are and a part of everything that you're doing. It brings us more into it. So if you're able to do that, especially opening for Pop Evil and for Fame on Fire, you're getting the crowd into it right away. You're creating that show. And when I see bands do that, that's when they really start to attract a lot of attention, not only from the fans, but also from these other bands that are going out on tour. It's like, we want to tour with them because they're going to get the crowd hyped for us. And then before you know it, it's you're taking bands out on tour with you because you hype the crowd up so much. They're coming to see you specifically. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that's been the cool position, right, about us being openers on this kind of tour is like for bands like Pop Evil and Fame on Fire that have been around for a little while, the people who are showing up are diehard fans, you know, so um, we get to grab onto a little bit of that like personalities and culture of people who want to get into a band and be there for the long haul. So when we do have that opportunity, like you're saying, be a spectacle, be what I call a freaking 3D band when uh, when we're going up, down, back, right, left, when we're jumping on the barriers, when we're screaming in someone's face and and, and sweating it out with them right in the crowd. Like it's, it's a cool opportunity to really put a stamp, you know, on who we are and what we bring to the table and like leave that lasting impression for not just them but like i said the generations right like their kids like uh, all their friends and family who are coming out to the show so it's been really cool to get that good positive feedback at the end of the night like what the fuck did i just watch kind of thing you know <laughs> yeah you want to have those looks of just like oh exactly at the end of it <laughs> well one of the crazy things that just popped in my head too was when it comes to Pop Evil, because Pop Evil brings out those generations of fans because there's people that I know that are my age that like Pop Evil. There's people that are older than myself that like Pop Evil and they bring their kids to go and see them as yeah. well. So they have a sound that can cross generations. But this is something that stands out to me. Earlier this year in 2023, earlier in like the late winter, you know, most of spring when Pop Evil was on tour, 
people were going out to see him, so they're going to go out to see him again. And the band that opened for that tour was my uh, my friends in the band Avoid, and they are freaking insane, ridiculous on stage, like over the top, crazy. And it's people, so they're going to see these shows that they already see Pop Eve already once this year, especially in this area. They they're they're like they're expecting okay, this opener came in and absolutely ripped. Now, Poppy was coming out again. What's their opener going to do now? Like, they already have in their head, like, this opener that they're going to bring out is going to be good. And they see you guys going crazy on stage, making it the spectacle, making it that factor of at the end of the show, you're like, oh, my God. So, I don't, like, when it comes to touring with Poppy people now, I'm not sure you guys could have landed in a better spot than this at this moment. Yeah. 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 And you're right. There's so many little kids on this tour. I didn't expect to be there. Like they're they're singing our songs and they're all putting up their little horns. It's little like tiny so- horns. <laughs> yeah. And so like you're making like generations of like new fans and and also like just to kind of see them look up at us like when we're rocking in their faces and we're headbanging in their faces. They're just like, what is happening? This has been like their first concert they've ever been to. And so like being able to be a part of that has been really cool. Now, especially with the kids, have you guys had kids come up to the merch table, come to you guys after shows, really trying to connect with you? And have you been able to make and amplify those moments for them, especially if it's their first concert, first time seeing you, to create these lifelong fans and to create those positive connections that they're going to remember forever? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. We like, I mean, that's what the whole experience is about is making sure they have, everybody has a good time. Right. But to like see a little kid's face light up when you're like, you know what? I can't hold on to this t-shirt anymore. And I think you need it more than I do. And like, they're able to like walk away with something from us, you know, and, or just like a little light up bracelet for the night. And uh, we, the cool thing is that uh, because we played like uh, a a spare few shows in these areas, right? Like Pennsylvania, West Virginia Mm -hmm. and Virginia and stuff like that we've have had people who have seen us in these areas and these little kids who have now been following us so we have like six seven year olds are like i saw you for the first time like back then you know and and so to see them again and 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 you know just further glow them up and and be able to bring them into what we're still doing is it, it friggin awesome yeah it's been super cute and like we've had some uh like two of the girls that were just in it wasn't new jersey it was in baltimore uh there were two little girls that were just in Baltimore. One of them said that they want to be like a singer when they grow up, they want to be on stage just like me. And then the other little girl, she wants to do guitar. Um, but yeah, they're, they they want to be little rock stars, you know, and, and that's so cool. Like they're wanting to go up there with us and, and yeah, they've been following us and, uh, we, we try to, um, like send uh like for those two girls i actually sent them both like little birthday uh video memos to them like when it was their birthday i sent them a little video of me saying hey this is elise from lila i just wanted to wish you happy birthday and uh it like may blew their minds you know and i think that that's so cool to be able to be there for uh, our fans and show them that we do care uh like i'm i'm always at the merch table right away and then right when oscar and the rest of the band drop off the equipment off the side stage. Oscar and Cam always join me right away. And then the rest of the band join um, after they put things in the trailer. So all of us are there to sign and, you know, meet with people and answer whatever questions they have, take selfies, you know, get to know people. Like we're very, I think, heartfelt group, you know, with getting to know our fans. That That's a very important piece of it too. And from all the bands I've ever interviewed and talked to, 
it's when they talk about, you know, what got them into music, what really kept them going, and maybe it was a big inspiration point from them young on. There's a lot of times where it's something that a band that they absolutely loved did to them or for them at some point in time that just took them over the edge. And it's stuff like that where just, you know, sending a little birthday memo to two little girls just saying happy birthday to them. And one wanted to be a guitarist. One wanted to sing up on stage. That's something that they're going to remember forever. And it's going to give them confidence and more of this just wanting to do this and go after their dreams because they feel like that there's someone out there that they that they really look up to that feels like, hey, they're supporting us. They want us. They're reaching out just saying happy birthday to us. And then having people come to the merch table afterwards, having someone there at all times, even right after the set. And of course, you know, not everyone can be there after set because you got to put stuff away. But having that presence there right away, especially because, yeah, you guys are getting off stage. Uh, there's a changeover, but there's a perfect time in between there because if everyone's putting stuff off stage and all of a sudden the next band goes on, then you get to the merch table, you missed out on a 20-minute window where you could have been connecting with fans every step of the way and creating those moments. And the bands that create those moments on a consistent basis for their fans are the ones that are not only highly regarded in the music scene, similar to someone like Jacoby Shacks from Papa Roach, but going forward, it's like that positive karma just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. And the more people know about, the more people want to check out the band and be a part of the community that you create. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're going for, man. That's what you have to go for at that point, too. It's it's somewhere, you know, you can you have this chance to what was it, connect with so many people with your music and when you're doing it live, especially with so many little kids, heck, when you connect with little kids, it's again, like I said, it makes their day. But people around just kind of look around and say, you know, they're get, taking the time to connect with these kids. These kids, it's like, you know, they've got other things they might be worried about, school, homework. But they're at this show tonight. Their parents are taking them to this show. And you're making it a moment for them where they can go back to school the next day and potentially brag to their friends that they had something cool happen. It could be something as simple as just saying hi. It could be something as cool as, you know, a t-shirt or a brace, like you said, or one that I've seen was a little kid taking his shirt off, being on his dad's shoulders during Guar, and then just getting blasted by everybody in Guar with bl the blood, <laughs> the guts, everything. And the kid just loved it. I'm like, that kid's going to go to school tomorrow and be an absolute legend for that story. And you guys are able to provide that in a similar capacity where who, what other little kids are going to say, hey, I got to connect with one of my favorite bands tonight. What did you do? I sat yeah. inside and played Fortnite. <laughs> no 100 percent, and i think uh exactly what you're saying uh our music our lyrics you know everything we write and especially everything about our performance and how we are off stage is all about how we connect with our fans how we connect with all of our listeners and some of the coolest things we've even heard lately is you know hearing from other musicians who've been like hey you know part of what you do inspires me to keep pushing my project forward and keep doing this and i just think back to like oh the artists i grew up listening to and just like wow just i, I don't even know how to get to what you're doing but i just want to figure it out and get there and so to like look back and be kind of and you know not that we're far off you know <laughs> super big or anything like that but to even be in someone's journey and be like an example for them to reach to and be part of that experience for them to want to continue to pursue and that they connect with us in that way. And we can leave that kind of impression is exactly what this is all about, you know, and it, it just means so much. Now, through just, oh, go, first, I'm sorry. When we wrote our first EP, like, so we came out with perfect drug. I, I think Oscar and I really wrote our lyrics to try to, um, 
like so cam writes the instrumentals okay and and you know the other instrumentalists they'll tweak the instrumentals or whatever but then when oscar and i when we sit down and we write music we try to see like what how does this music make us feel like do we feel sad or do we feel empowered do we feel angry you know what do we feel when we when we listen to this music and um then we try to create a story where like we're both kind of we're tell we're both telling the same story but from two different perspectives you know and i think um typically when there's a guy and a girl duetting people always assume that they're dating whereas like you know with lincoln park you don't assume that like chester was dating mike shinoda you you don't assume that you know but the two people were able to both tell the same story from two different perspectives and 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 write it together where it's still cohesive into one unit unit song and so Oscar and I wanted to do that where like people don't think we're dating. They just, you know, know we're telling the story about what is this emotion that we're trying to portray. And so like uh, different songs, like, for example, like Undertow, uh, that one, you know, was a lot about feeling like you're overwhelmed, like you're drowning and like how nobody's, you know, wanting to help you. They're just monitoring the situation. They're watching and they're taking notes, but they're they're not going to help you. And so um, a lot of times when people are coming up to us, they're telling us like this song connected to me because of this. Like this is how I felt when I heard your lyrics or when I heard these emotions. And and that is what we were exactly like trying to drive home, like that you're not alone in that situation or that you're not alone in that trauma or that feeling. And that's why we wrote about it. So it's it's really cool that people are coming up to us and saying that we're we're writing how they feel, which is cool. And from my perspective, it makes sense that you're writing how they feel because when you have uh, when you have Cam working on the instrumentals and creating this, and then both of you are listening through it, you're letting the instrumentals dictate the emotions that they're telling that it's telling you. You're letting it dictate this feeling and this story that's being put into your head. Because when we listen to something, we listen to instrumental music, we get this feeling, we get this emotion, and we naturally like start to play movies in our head of like times in our life where this sound, this could be the soundtrack to that point because it hits on the emotion, because it connects with it so heavily. But the thing that you said that makes so much sense is, yeah, when you're seeing t- uh, a man and woman duet on stage, you everyone always thinks that they're dating. It just always happens, always thinks there's a relationship aspect to it because of the embedded idea of how many songs we've heard over, especially in pop music, when you have a man and a woman singing, it's always about some sort of relationship, love song, whatever it might be. But to have the mindset for you where you're both trying to use the, the different dynamics between who you both are, the different sounds, everything to tell the story, but from two different perspectives. So it's not always about, oh, it's about love. It's about a relationship. No, no, we're telling the story, but you're getting two different perspectives on it from two different vocalists, from two different styles at the same time as well. That focus is going to be what helps connect people to your music because now they're following along the same emotional roadmap you are, and they're having an easier time connecting to the story you're telling because you're getting it from two different perspectives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like Oscar and I come up with this all, like we talk about this all the time. Like, so perfect drug. We, (laughs) the, the song wasn't even finished before we had to record it. Like, uh, like all the other songs were ready, ready to record or whatever. But like, for some reason we just couldn't finish the, the course. It just wasn't right. We kept, you know, rewriting and rewriting and rewriting and rewriting all the way up to the very last day it's about to press record and then their internet went out 
thank God. Okay. Um, we got a little bit of more time left. And so we like went outside and we just like started cramming different, like I was coming up with melodies. Oscar was coming up with raps. Other people around the table were coming up with ways to tweak the melody or tweak the rap. Everybody was just like really trying to finish it. And then it just, boom, it happened. We got it. We got it done. And then the internet came out. I'm not kidding you. The internet came back on like, like minutes after we finish put pen off you know put pen off the paper and so okay uh let's record this now perfect drug like it it talks about how um like people can turn cold after a relationship went sour okay now that can be different for two different people like me for my perspective i wrote per, uh, perfect drug because i had just gotten out of a engagement i i canceled that engagement i'm glad i didn't get married because he wasn't a good person but anyway i was i think i wasn't ready to start dating again and i i wasn't healed yet but like i was getting flooded with oh shit she's single now you know and so like people are trying to hit on me and stuff like that and i'm just like whoa 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 like i so at the at the time like i wanted that connection i wanted to feel pretty i wanted to still feel wanted but I wasn't uh, ready to do anything kind of like, like date or fall in love. God, there's no way I'm not healed yet to fall in love already. So I'm telling people to like, I, I don't even know if I'm going to be able, if I'm capable of love again, I just canceled my engagement. So, whoa there, you know, let mm -hmm. me figure out what's going on. But, and so I felt cold like I'm going to be alone inside this hell forever. Like maybe I'm not meant for this. Like I'm just going to never fall in love, you know? And maybe the one day that I thought I was vulnerable, it was, it was actually a fantasy. And I, I guess, you know, it, 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 and it didn't work out. So maybe this is what is my life now is I'm just going to be perpetually single, you know? And so like, that's where the mindset that I was in, I felt cold. Like if I date you, I can be your perfect drug. I'll be everything you want but I'm not going to love you back, you know? And so, uh, and Oscar, he wrote it from a different perspective. Oscar, if you want to talk about your way that you got cold. Yeah. yeah. And kind of, kind of going off that, like, like you were saying, the different perspectives we're able to bring to the, with the different tones and the different styles. Right. It's like, uh, like with my raps, I often can get like more uh, of an aggressive, like harsher tone. Right. With, with like the way I vocalize these ideas and so uh, I guess from my perspective, it was very much from a um, like an immature, harsh kind of uh, turn of love in which like love can be this thing that uh, you use to use people. Right. And then but although, uh, you know, you can connect with someone and make them fall in love with you like. It, you almost give them this warning that I am this like broken person who's only going to hurt you. And like, I'm warning you in doing these things, but I don't really care that I've, you know, I'm going to put you through this, you know, like I am not, I'm not telling you I'm a good person. In fact, I'm warning you that I'm a bad person and like, you really shouldn't get close, but if you choose to whatever results out of that, whatever pain and agony and like whatever traps you feel like you've fallen into are your own fault and so kind of like uh elisa saying like hers came from a uh you know more angst and like pain and like uh sorrowful kind of feeling of like 
emptiness and loneliness and cold towards the world where mine was that kind of like harsh, angry, like uh, almost uh, pain causing, you know, feeling of like, Hey, like you need to know that I'm probably going to hurt you. And if you let yourself, like you kind of deserved it, <laughs> you know, but that's kind of the the dynamics we can play with each other and with our styles. And the fact yeah. that like, cause you're talking about this right now and I'm thinking dynamics wise, those are two completely different ideas in terms of what you could think of, especially from a relationship point that says perfect drug. But the way that you're able to portray that and use your own personal experiences to really show that what it does for us as an audience is, yeah, we're able to connect with it in a much different way. Cause now I'm thinking about, it's like, okay, if I'm thinking about perfect drug, where would I relate to it in my standpoint? And it's a weird mixture of both. Of course, there's going to be people that are be more, more one way than the other. But for me, it's like, I remember there was this, this girl I liked in college and it was, she just kept me around like, kind of like, you know, always at arm's distance, but like, I'm going to keep you here, but not there. So it was like the, the possibility of something happening was always that perfect drug where it's like, it might happen. It might happen. So I would not do, I, I would keep myself further away from other people because in case something happened. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, I wasted enough time doing that shit. And then I basically, I tried to break that off cold Turkey. And then that had its own issues with it too. But it's, it's the mindset behind that, the mindset behind the emotions that were, that you guys are both telling with both your stories that the instrumentals are able to bring that out. And then from my perspective, I'm able to pick up on that with your emotional storytelling, with the emotion that the instrumentals are picking up, put my own self in the situation and connect with it just as powerfully, but with my own setting. That's the beauty of music. And that's the beauty of why people get so connected to it because you're able to tell stories and connect with people in that same kind of manner. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, it, it, you know, these are the stories we tell about our past, you know, our, uh, like our traumas, our lives that we've lived. And it's, it's to say, you know, we've gone through it. That doesn't mean that's where we are. That doesn't mean that's where you need to stay. That's part of life that continues moving on, you know? And, and that I, I think in essence, that's part of the message as well that we're trying to get across to people is like, like Elise was saying, you're not alone in what you're going through. There is another side. There's when you turn the page, there's more to the story. So don't stay in what you're in, you know, but remember that you're, you're not alone in what you're going through. Yeah. Now that is, that is really well said too. And oddly enough, it's like when you guys uh, release crawl space as well, and I was going through, I'm like that, especially what you said, where, you know, you're not alone in this stuff. There's a lot of other people that have gone through this too. A lot of the bands that you listen to have gone through this stuff. This is what they talk about to show you that you're not alone through this and that you're, you know, you, you're not having to stay stuck in this moment. It's like, a, it's like a book. It's, you might be on this one part, but you got to, but when you flip the page, you're going to get to something else. So you don't have to stick forever within there and crawl space, specifically when it comes to a, like a message standpoint, from my perspective, it has a lot of that feeling too there, where there's a lot of things in the past that can bring you down, keep you down, that can try and force their way into it and have you stick with in there. And there's people that have a support system that can help them out of it. But there's a lot of people out there as well that don't have a strong support system of family or friends or anybody close that are there for them. So they feel like they're stuck. And the only place they can go is this little space where they feel safe that's isolated by themselves, like a crawl space. But the problem is, is now you're just getting away from everything. You're just delaying it. You're not actually actively, you know, working through it because you don't have the support system to help you because you don't feel like you've had it because you've never had it. And it's somewhere this song basically kind of for me spoke out as for all those people that don't have it, you know, there are pe you can, there's people out there that have gone through this stuff. You're not alone going through this stuff. There is support out there. 
and you might have to take a little time to find it, but there's going to be things out there. Heck, listen to music. There's a lot of people that have sung about this stuff, that have expressed about this stuff. You're not going to feel so long. You can use that music as a beginner, beginning spot for your support system and grow from there to the point where you don't always have to go into that space where you're by yourself or lonely or very lonesome or have to face things on your own. You can find that support system even if you haven't had it your whole entire life. I got goosebumps like your interpretation of crawl space is so cool, man. Yeah, it's uh, very, very cool. Um, so it, it what's interesting is that I so I wrote crawl space very um, just like let's be brutal, honest, raw, real talking about like um, so I, I went through a lot growing up um, and it was pretty uh, traumatic for me. But uh, just anybody who I think has been, you know, bullied or abused or kicked when they're down, dragged through the mud. I wanted it to be so vividly brutal, like, you know, wrist bound, face first, dragged across the asphalt. I just wanted you to taste the lyrics because of how brutal they are. You know, I wanted you to feel like this person has been through shit. You know, bad luck slapped across my fucking face, you know, like, holy shit, this person's been through it, you know, and that some people they have, um, I think they're treated like their life is more um, important than other people. Like there are people out there that don't have family or that don't have friends or that don't have um, if they died, would anybody notice and, and I struggle with that feeling sometimes, like, um, like I have friends, but I, you know, I lost some of the, the really big focal people, I think that were, you know, that I grew up with that um, I, I did trust. And so by losing them, I didn't know, okay, so I, uh, there's a lot of people out there that like want something from you you know, and, or they want to, um, they only like you or want to be your friend because you are able to provide them with something or a convenience to them. Whereas like, I, I lost the two people that I thought I had that, you know, I knew they loved me no matter what I did. You know, I could sneak out of the house at night and, and be a complete shit bag teenager and they would love me you know and after losing them I felt like um okay well how can I survive in a world that doesn't care if I'm alive you know if I'm going through this you know drag through the mud and you know you're kicked when you're down and all that stuff like how can I keep going when I I don't know if people would care you know, and, and I, I overcame that, but I, I, and I'm, and I'm still overcoming it, but I feel like there's gotta be people out there, man, that have that feeling like, how can they survive in a world that doesn't care if they are alive, but you, you, there are people that care about you. There are people that do think you matter, your life matters. And like, I, I mean, I, I, relate to you so you and i connect even though i've never met you you know because i wrote the lyrics and if you fucking feel it then that means you feel the same way and so there's something about it that's making us connect and and i think that that's really cool that you that you said that 
Oh, it's it's anytime I listen to a song and have or have a band on the podcast, it's I'm gonna go deep into the mu- music, go deep in the lyrics, go deep in the meaning song, and see how it all comes out. And specifically when it comes to how you, especially in the verses, how your vocal pattern went through it at least, because it, it had more of that. You said you wanted people to taste the the song, you want to taste those lyrics. Just it wasn't there like the lyrics, like the way it was sung, it wasn't pretty. So you made people taste it right from there. It wasn't elegant, it wasn't flowing, it was more in your face, nasty, just like. I'm just going to be bluntly as possible and be pissed off with this. But of course, when we get to the chorus and then you and Oscar kind of having that back and forth moment there. Now it's grander. Now it's larger. So now you're getting more of that understanding point to it. And you're having this back and forth feel across the entire song. And that's really when it came to me like, okay, this is where it really sticks out. And going through all this, just hearing how you you know put the music together, how you think about this, how your mindset is around being on stage, around making this. I got to say one thing, and it is. I am very, very, very angry at myself because I didn't get to go see you play live on this tour because I had podcast oh. interview and I almost got stuck in a snowstorm too. So I'm like, maybe I should have decided to say screw it and uh, just go for it anyway. Maybe I should have done that. And now I'm mad at myself for it because <laughs> Where are you based out of? I'm based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So it would have been the Madison date that you played that I would have been able to hit up. But uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kicking myself for that one. But that's that's only 2023 we always got 2024 right we do we do we have another tour um that we can't announce it yet uh but we're looking at it's almost it's almost confirmed uh for february and march so uh just stay on our socials you know uh like facebook instagram lilac.com um and that's lylvc.com um yeah and then that way we'll when we announce the tour you'll be the first to see it uh, are there i don't know if any of the other dates are going past you like the ohio dates and the michigan dates th- those aren't very close to uh wisconsin are they no I, I have to go around like the for me it's whenever i try and go to dates like i always look at okay anywhere that's within two hours of me so it's of course milwaukee because i live there madison green bay if anyone goes to green bay and of course chicago so it's always like i know someone's gonna come around me at some point of course the one day you guys came around me on this tour Missed it, but I know there's always going to be another chance. I know I don't have you for much longer, so there's always one question I like to ask before we wrap this up, and it's something that helps me get to know more bands. It helps people get to know more about the bands you love and the bands that you connect with and that you want to have you know more people listen to. So, if between the two of you, can you give me three bands that you are absolutely loving right now in the scene that you want to give more recognition towards, so we can get into some more of the great music that is out there. If you can do I do one each and then one together, doesn't matter what it is, but I love to hear three. Love to hear what you guys got. So go. Uh I want to give a shout out to um so our our manager, um, Tony, also manages in this moment. And in this moment is like not only huge right now, but like also she's just I love how brutal she is with her lyrics as well. I, I love how she just lays everything out on the table and she's vulnerable and she's just raw and real. And I freaking love that. Like we have the same manager and like, I, I don't know, like she's just, she's, I look up to her and I think that that's very cool. Um, like her new music, uh, it sounds great. She just recorded, she wrote and recorded with uh, Kane Churko and we just wrote and recorded with Kane Churko for six weeks. You know, the new stuff that we haven't released yet. We will very soon. Um, but yeah, I, I've been listening to a lot of uh, In This Moment. So shout out to her. She's a badass. 
Yeah, and I don't know how much more recognition I can bring, but uh, Sleep Token uh, has been big for me lately. I mean, just the uh, general style, his lyrics are just incredible. The vocal uh, it, style is, is really cool. And um, I just love the atmosphere that's kind of being set all around what Sleep Token is and, and their songs. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm super, super into Sleep Token. Thank you, Elise, for, for <laughs> kind of getting me into Sleep Token. So that can be both. <laughs> Mars, but uh um i don't know who else who else do you like what about like ice nine kills i mean i love like the show that they're putting the out art that ice nine kills <laughs> what Absolutely. yeah ice nine kills yeah. is like the whole performative like over the top oh, like you love, you love i prevail that's like one of your bucket yeah, list i also do love i prevail yeah you stole okay. ice nine kills. <laughs> yeah. I Prevail put out a great album recently, uh, Blue, um, and uh, it, it's everything is sounds great. So I Prevail is another band that I definitely want to tour with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, at the, at the rate you guys are going, I feel like it may very well happen rather shortly. Just keep up what you're doing, keep rolling with it, and who knows who you're going to be end up touring with, but it's going to be good. That's all I'm going to say. But as we bring this podcast to conclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give my guests, which is both of you in this instance, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug over in a plug, promote your product at the end of the podcast. I know you did a little bit already, Elise, but we're doing it fully officially right now. So the floor is yours. Awesome. Well, we are on tour with Pop Evil and Fame on Fire right now. If you go to lylvclilac.com slash events you can see all of the cities and states that we still have we are going on tour with them all the way through the end of november so we still got a lot of this tour baby uh next also we have um new so we just released our our new song crawl space so that's only been out for a couple weeks uh it's circulating on the radios and stuff definitely feel free to hit up octane tell everybody that you spread the word spread the uh song to everybody you know so they can hear it um and uh yeah go go to facebook instagram youtube um tiktok all the things and type in lylvc i hope you like the new music that we're about to put out very soon hell yeah couldn't have said it better myself can't wait to see everyone out on these tour dates throwing down and super looking forward to it i don't even know how i'm gonna be able to beat that but i'm gonna try it anyway so now it's time for this podcast with three specific things first things first when it comes to finding Lilac, when it comes to make sure you check them out on tour, whether it's this tour with Pop People and Fame on Fire they're currently on, or, and it's a big or, it's later on in the year, in 2024, when they're on tour once again, or any time throughout that, what you're going to do is you want to go follow along with them. Like they said, social media is going to be out there for you. Check them out on YouTube, go to their website so you make sure you're connected with all that stuff, and also stream their music as well. You know, Spotify Podcasts, or Apple Music, I have to say Apple Podcasts, that's for me whoopsies but apple music all that good kind of stuff but here's the best part about it you don't have to really do anything you don't have to search this stuff up for yourself because i'm gonna be your own personal google go to description of the podcast where it says find lilac online links and labels for literally everything are gonna be down there i'm doing all the hard work all you have to do is click those links and go yeah so go do it because we told you to all three of us oh yeah now it's time for number two Elise, Oscar, whatever guests I enjoy having the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise as a way to say thank you for being on the podcast. And I would like to continue to support the band in the future. And this is how I do it because this is my favorite way to do it. And you absolutely hit on this. Every band I've ever had has hit on this. It just keeps rolling. And you both made sure this happened. So it is a when. 
it is a when because when says that this is going to happen. We just don't have a day or time yet, but I'm just going to say it's going to happen in 2024. So when in 2024, I get to see you perform live for the first time. I will make my way to the merch table. I will go all Liam Neeson on it where I will look for you. I will pursue you. I will find you. I will give you a big old high and the first round's on me. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, it's 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 gonna happen. And if That's I if you see me in the crowd and all of a sudden I if I, do, I don't make my way to the merch table, please yell at me. You can throw a shoe at me. I'm good with it. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'll head down to your face. It'll be great. It'll be it'll be perfect. And now it's time for number three. So as we bring this podcast to conclusion, I cannot end this by saying goodbye because I made a promise to you both. That I'm gonna see you perform live and that first round's on me, and I tend to make good of my promises. Also. This was a hell of a lot of fun. I do not want to be the only time I have Lilac on the podcast. We're going to do this again in the future at some point in time. So can this be goodbye? Way too final. This is, I'll see you later. Thank you. Well, folks, this is my interview with Elise and Oscar from the band Lilac. Now it's time for Kevin's final thought. My final thought could go one of two ways. It could go with how they're focusing on, you know, doing so many great things with young fans, trying to connect with them and trying to really focus in on that, which is admirable, which I absolutely love. That's not a focus on today. You don't want to focus on today. For my final thought, it's how they write their music and how they take it from two perspectives. Because when you have a male and a female vocalist on stage consistently doing going back and forth to talk about songs, where do our minds go? And it's be, they go to love songs. They go to songs about relationships. You think they're dating. Why? Because every time we see a male-female duet, typically in any kind of popular music, it any kind of music really it typically stems towards the relationship side of things but how elise and oscar really take on their musical styles where they let cam write a lot of it really take that full force understand where the music is going and then attack it from that emotion from each of their perspectives it absolutely hits i mean you take a listen to something like again like i brought up with crawl space just how they were able to really focus in on that attack it and go so far forward with it it makes so much sense where i was able to pick up on it and why their vocal patterns work so well when it comes to perfect drug hearing where elise came from and such a vulnerable powerful place talking about you know i could get in a relationship but i'm not going to give you my all because i'm not even sure if i'm capable of love again and where oscar was coming from where you know i'm not perfect i'm probably gonna hurt you but if you go in it what you get is what you get That's two different perspectives on a topic from two different people telling two different stories that have an exact, you know, similar end goal and emotion. And then where I took it in my mind, yeah, it kind of had the same exact feeling too. And we had three different perspectives on it. That's the beauty of how they can write. That's the beauty of what they can do. And that's why so many people are going to connect with them from a musical standpoint, from a live set standpoint. They're telling me how wild they are. I'm pissed that I miss them, but you know. That's what life is. I'm not missing them again when they come by in 2024. I am not because I have to go and see this band live. I have to go and do it. I have to go and see how crazy this is. And I have to see how they connect with so many fans, how they give them the time of day, how they make everybody's day, and how they make sure that, you know, music has a positive impact on your life, which it has for all of us because you're listening to this podcast. So when it comes to finding Lilac Online, go script to the podcast below where it says find Lilac Online, links to their social media, where you can stream their music, especially when new music comes out. And where you can catch them live, 
on the rest of this tour and throughout tours in 2024. Also, make sure you follow along with the Core Progression Podcast. Link description below. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram are the best place to go check that out. Make sure you hit subscribe to the podcast. I think it's right over here on YouTube. But hit it right down there. New episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday and Friday reaction videos just for fun for you guys. Also, if you're on Spotify, Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Amazon, hit that subscribe button or that follow button. Yeah, or that follow button. Because... You get the episodes in full every Tuesday and Thursday as well. Also, like these episodes as well because it helps push us in the algorithm. It helps us get even better and better and better. It gets you more connected with great, great music. Thank you, Elise. Thank you, Oscar. This was a blast, and we'll do it again soon. On that note, that's for today, guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of these up with a big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Oh, oh, oh.